You're welcome to another episode of Called to Marriage. My name is Thomas. And I'm Marcia. Thanks for being with us. Um, today, we want to take a look at boundaries and how boundaries are important to our living, especially as a married couple. I think boundaries are so essential um, that we sometimes don't even consider how, how we need them until something really happens that makes us feel terribly bad. And we ask ourselves, how could this happen to me? That was Charlie, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may hear him in the background. He's just nearby, but, you know, not in the shot. <laughs> yeah, so greetings to everyone watching this, listening to us. Um, we get into the end of the year and we want to say hi to everyone. Thank you for being a part of this channel, um, for listening to this podcast. We hope that you're learning something good out of this. And we hope that today's episode also um, brings light to an area in your life. Please feel free to um, comment or let us know what you think, what you're learning. We would like to engage with you. All right. Today's scripture comes from Job verse 38. I mean, Job chapter 38. <laughs> Job chapter 38, (laughs) verse 11. This is God speaking. He said, This far you may come, but no farther. And here your proud waves must stop. (laughs) (laughs) I thought this was a funny verse, but even God set boundaries. From the beginning of creation, he established the boundaries for the water and for the heavens the firmament of the heavens, he established boundaries. So that lets us know that boundaries are something that is very important. And we as human beings must also must also establish boundaries. Mm-hmm. Is this something I'm good at? Not so much. <laughs> is this something I recognize is important though? Yes. And it's something I want to, you know, think through today with my husband and with you all in hopes that we'll all be edified. And this can be something that we commit to working on um, for really for the protection of ourselves, our home, our children, because we've alluded to this in other episodes, the fact that as you become an adult and as you reach different milestones in life, you realize like you have to be able to Um, set boundaries with people, um, set boundaries Mm -hmm. generally. Yeah. Otherwise people will just, sorry to say, walk all over you (laughs) and they're not ill-intentioned all the time either. You know, it's not that people are ill-intentioned, but people just say whatever they want and do whatever they want and they don't mean to offend you. They're living their life and you have to be able to set a boundary for your family so that, um, you know, so that you can be protected and live your life the way that you um, want to live it or the way that you feel that God has called you to live it better, better said that way. Right. Yeah. So there's a little backstory to this episode. I, as a man, as a husband, even before I got married, I have a rule. I don't reply to text messages from the, the opposite sex after 9.30 p.m., done. That's my boundary. Unless your family, or unless we 
specifically schedule the time, which would not happen that I'll schedule a time with, you know, the opposite sex to talk at 10 p.m. or at 11 p.m. So that's my boundary. And I think that's important. And I've run into um, certain instances where people thought, why? Why would you? So I can't, what? I can't call you at 930. And I'm like, um, no, you can't. <laughs> it's not about you. It's nothing personal. It's for me. I have nothing to discuss with you beyond 9.30 p.m. I have other things to do, especially now that I'm married. After work, when I come home from, say, 6 o'clock all the way to 9, 9.30, I'm done. I, I want to be with my family. I'm, I don't, I'm not interested in talking to you about anything. I don't hate you. <laughs> I don't dislike you. Whatever you have for us to talk about, can wait that for the next day. We can talk about it. But I find it so very important because sometimes we can get sucked up into having sometimes meaningless conversations. Like you just, and, and the fact that people always say, I saw you online. Like, yeah, but I, I, I saw your message. I just don't reply to messages after 9.30. But then, then they say, well, but you are online. I saw you. And I kept sending you messages and you didn't reply. And I'm like, I don't want to open myself up at that time of the day um, because I'm not interested in talking with you about anything at that time. And I always ask people, can you respect that? And usually they understand. Now, what that does is that for me as a man, I, I think it's very important because I, I don't want to open myself up to things to, you know, get into my family, to get into my heart. One of the things that I'm very concerned about is to not become the doorway through which, you know, sin or something that I don't want enters my household. So it's part of the gates that I have to my heart. Like, I'm, I'm not talking to you if you are, you know, a female after 9.30 p.m. And I think that's good. You don't have to do that. It could be anything, but for me, that helps. I can put my phone away knowing I'm not replying any lady after 9.30. My wife knows that. I'm not chatting any lady after 9.30. It's good. It brings sanity to my mind, personally, to my heart. I don't engage in any, you know, you, I, if we're going to talk, it's going to have to be in the day, period. And that's one of the boundaries that I have. So it's out of that that we thought to, you know, talk about boundaries um, on this podcast. And I think, I think of two words when I consider my boundaries, I consider time and I consider character. My time is very important to me. Like I don't have time to have just respond to any message at all. And the second thing is my character. If you can chat me at 1am as a lady, it communicates something about who I am as a husband. If you can, in the comfort of your home, send me a message, a random hi, hello, WhatsApp, how are you doing? What are you up to? At 1 a.m. And I reply to the message. It speaks volume, uh, volumes of how my household is and what I, you can just read into it. Maybe you could be wrong, but you know, you can still read into it. Maybe this guy is even bored. He doesn't, he doesn't have anything doing at 1 a.m but he's married and his wife is probably at home. 
and he's probably somewhere. You know, you can read a lot into it, so I just won't res- reply to it. So it's about my character and my time. I, I don't want to just casually be just responding to messages, especially, and I sometimes I do it with men too, but mostly with um, females. No, I won't reply. So that was me just giving an example of a boundary um, that I, I have in my life. As I said, I'm not an expert on this topic whatsoever, but I'm just, again, thinking through. And I don't know, as you're talking about like letting things into your psyche, basically, one of the things that I thought of for myself, this is not a boundary that I have well established in my life right now, but I probably need to, is, you know, just the influx of information generally, messages from people news, every kind of information. I mean, things are just flooding our minds nonstop, especially if your notifications are on. Forget it. I mean, it's just nonstop messages, nonstop notifications. And I think that's a boundary that we all need. You can decide, I mean, the level to which you would like to take in information, but in this, you know, in the age of the internet, certainly we shouldn't take in everything that's available to us. There is just way too much information out there and we need to put boundaries in place as to what information we're willing to take in at what time for how long, Mm -hmm. you know, in order to protect, you know, to guard our hearts and our minds. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about that. I have, I'm in group chats that are, you know, all day messages coming in all day long. And then, you know, if you're, I watch YouTube, new videos being published every single day, all kinds of, you know, content that I'm subscribed to, some that I'm not subscribed to that the AI is recommending to me, (laughs) you know, like a lot of things. So it's really important to set boundaries as to what is entering your mind and your spirit and your heart. Yeah. Because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I've noticed that I speak a lot of the things that I see here and um, internalize throughout the day. So be careful what you take in. Yeah. Um, The Bible says that we should guard our heart with all diligence from out for out of it flows the issues of life and it's very important i like everything you said about information i the way that i think about it it's like you know you started off by talking about even in god's creation how there are boundaries we know what happens when the ocean or the sea crosses its boundary Mm. it's not good Mm. It cannot be good. Like for us humans, mm-hmm. it's deadly. It's catastrophic. It's like <laughs> we run when we see the ocean cross its boundary. Mm-hmm. Now, when it's on its boundary, we love it. We go to the beach. We enjoy it. It comes and then it goes. It comes and then it goes. The moment it crosses the boundary, it's danger. What do we do? We run. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it. The moment you cross the boundary it's it's a run away from me like nope nope no i can't take this i need to get out of here right now mm-hmm. 
and that's how we ought to be. So we need to set blocks, perhaps in our minds, um, for the flow of information. And in that regard, the way that I think about that too is, at 30 years, I know so much, even though it's it's very little compared to you know the the amount of information in the world that any individual can take. But at 30 years, I just know so much on anything I want to do. I want to write a book. I've, I've been to college. I've written papers. And I, I, I know so much without even going to Google to type in anything. If I can sit down and give myself time, the quantum of information I'll be able to reproduce from all the years of schooling, the experiences I've had traveling to other countries from my own society, the culture that I grew up in. If I am able to seize the moment and give myself time, I would spit out a good amount of information. But we don't give ourselves that time. We always think, you know, the tennis out there, we need to get more. We need to get more. We need to get more. And so it comes in and then it goes. It comes in and then it goes. And we don't really, so we don't really get developed as we are supposed to. So when it comes to information, I just always want to give myself time first. <laughs> I want to understand what I know first. Then if I get to a point where it's dark within my mind, like it's blank, like I need to ask somebody, I need to know something about this. Then it's more purposeful so that when I go on say YouTube and um, I want to see a video, it's very targeted. I got to I got to this point, and I need this information. This particular piece, I need to I needed to complete a puzzle in my mind. So that search is very specific. I type it, and then take the information. And then once I have it, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not just you know casually open to watching videos about every camera in the world. I like cameras. I like video production. I'm not just casually watching videos of every review, camera review, lens review. No, I, I am very specific about my search. And even that, it can still get out of hand. So I think it's, it's important for us to give ourselves time and to trust that we know something. You know, just keep telling yourself that I know something. You know, with information now, I don't, at risk of going on a tangent, but... Um, if you take in too much information without taking time to process it, it becomes a, a hindrance instead of a help. Right. Good learning breeds innovation, I think. You learn the rules so that you can strategically break them, I like to say, so that, you know, to make new path, paths to forge, you know, into make new territory. Yeah. So if you don't give yourself time, to be quiet and still and create a boundary that says, you know, this is enough information and sit with the information that you currently have, you know, and then see what you can make of that. Mm -hmm. You won't be a creative person. You'll just be like a machine. You'll just be repeating everything that you hear instead of, you know, critically kind of breaking down the information yeah. that you have in your mind already in order to kind of rebuild it into something new. So, yeah, boundaries, and there are yeah. other kinds of boundaries, but anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, when you're talking, I just thought about this. I, there's a quote that I 
So I wrote 30 things that I want to share um, at 30 years. Oh, now that I'm 30 years, I have 30 things to share. And I'm going to be doing a video on that. So you guys watch out for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> on his channel. <laughs> yeah, but... Most likely anyway. Yeah, on my channel. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I wrote down, and at this point I have about 80-something things. So I'm going to have to like really dig down into 30 um, things that I want to put out. But one of the things I had in my notes is if if I don't learn to imprison myself, somebody or something is going to imprison me. Now, prison, you know, has a negative connotation to it. But just think with me here: if I I'm not able to, if I'm not able to capture myself and hold myself captive and tame myself, something is going to. It's either maybe, you know, social media or the flow of information is going to just turn me into a captive. And like you said, I'm not even getting time to process. So you taking time to process is you imprisoning yourself. You saying, okay, I'm staying here. I'm not taking anything. That's you arresting yourself to say, this is, these are my walls. I need time to process. And then you give yourself the time. And that's where innovation exist that's where creativity exists that's where people you've heard of nobody who ever wrote a compelling book by just roaming around and not you know taking time to to go into their minds into their hearts to look at what it is they want to put out there in the world everyone who's done or achieved something that we like something that inspires us had to sit down at some point and spend time with themselves and that's where growth actually happens. When we are not doing that, we are not growing. It seems as though we, we're just existing when we just, information is just flowing in and out of us. We watch like 10 videos or 20 videos in a day and we can't even really talk about any of them with, with depth, like how we handle the information and how we processed it and how, what we are taking out of it. We can't. After two days, we don't remember anything. We watch movies, we watch videos, we watch so many things, and we can't really capture anything. And we are not developing when we do that because movies in, a, in and of themselves are not bad. Videos in and of themselves are not bad. They, they teach us something. They relay something to us, but we get the best out of them when we take time to sort of brood over them, say, okay, I'm going to sit on this for a while. And unfortunately, we even as Christians, we do the same with um, the Bible. You can watch 10 sermons a day and not remember one verse that was said or quoted in any of the videos. So there's almost lo no learning. But when we take time, maybe you watch a sermon, you let it, you know, flow in into you. You take time, you go back, you read the verses again. And then you quiz yourself a little bit <laughs> to ask yourself, what was he really talking about? What was the word of God in this? And you maybe you write, you talk about it with people. It stays with you. And anytime you think about something that was shared in the video, you go back to it like, oh, I remember this pastor talking about the, this verse here. Let me open it to you. Were you going to say something? Not necessarily. I guess in my mind, I was trying to see where we would go next. And I was thinking of asking you, 
you know, we uh, there's a lot to, that could be said on the topic of, you know, information. Yeah. Um, or we can, I don't know, are there other things, other areas that we should consider? I want, I For think bond, it would be, As far as boundaries? Yeah, yeah. I think it would be good if by the end of this episode, people feel inspired to consider and create boundaries for themselves in their own lives. So yeah. boundary, you know, concerning information is one thing, you know, messaging is another that could lead us into boundaries around, you know, relationships, um, boundaries about your body. Um, I don't know what, what yeah. else comes to mind when you think of boundaries, where do you think it's important that a person set boundaries for themselves or in their lives? I think, well, generally speaking, boundaries communicate um, who we are to people. Hmm. Boundaries tell people, oh, this is who he is. Uh, even if they don't like you, you know, for the first time, over time, <laughs> <laughs> they come to admit, they come to understand, um, you might not want to talk to him about this. Forget it. He, he He's not into this. So it... It communicates, I'm, I'm always going back to values. It communicates your values to people. When you are able to set boundaries on anything, on what you eat, the food you eat, you might sit at the table once and reject a food, particular food, and everyone is going to be like, who does it? Like when I was in China, they, my class, someone brought Oreos to the class and everyone was happy about it. And then I, I, didn't, I rejected it. And then the lady was like, who doesn't eat Oreos? Like, who doesn't like Oreos? Um, but the next time they brought it, she was like, I know Thomas wouldn't eat it. Mm -hmm. So I, right there, I had communicated something. Now, it's not that I hate Oreos. If my wife brought me Oreos, I might take one or two. Um, but it's just, that, anyway. <laughs> so when we are able to communicate our values, it, it feeds into all other virtues your confidence, mm. your personality, your your demeanor, mm. your in public, in every sphere of life, your self respect, your you know your self awareness, your self image, like everything you care about, it communicates that to people. So when we let things fly, we are not saying to people. You can do whatever you want with me. It doesn't matter. We are not saying that, but subconsciously, that's how they take it. If they can just call you at 1 a.m. and you answer, hey, how's it going? They, think they, they just take that as he's free, he's loose. I can just call him anytime. I can just text him anytime I want. When we sit at the table and the food is being passed around and we don't like a particular food, but we just, you know, roll with it, we're communicating that, you know, I know it's not really no. <laughs> uh, I know it's kind of like maybe. And people are going to take you on um, with that. So the next yeah. time you say no, they will think you got to push him hard. I mean, you know, <laughs> he's yeah, going to say yes eventually. Right. But when you say no, and no is no, and yes is yes. And Jesus talks about that. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this. <laughs> so boundaries are about communicating your whole being in different spheres and it feeds like i said it feeds into all other virtues your self-respect your respect your self-worth your image 
your confidence. You become confident when people are around you understand you for who you are. It feeds into your confidence. You know that they get you. And when you say no, nobody is going to be like, I'll say it one more time. He usually says no twice. And then maybe if you push him harder, he would say yes. Like, no. <laughs> like this morning, my wife made us breakfast. And she, she asked, two eggs or one egg? I said, one egg. <laughs> she came back around. There <laughs> Showed me the eggs. These eggs are so small. <laughs> you sure you don't want to take two? I said, one egg. <laughs> Thomas, look at these eggs. They're so small, babe. One egg for me a day. I was like the now, tempter. <laughs> see behind me, Satan. <laughs> I had to communicate that to her. Like, I want one egg. doesn't matter what the size is. One egg. Now, there have been days when, you know, she made three by accident. Or maybe we only had three eggs left. And she was like, I'm going to make them all. And then she split one in, in, in two. And she's like, babe, I'm going to have one and a half. You also have one and a half. I won't fight her. She's already done it. I'm not going to say, I told you I want to eat one egg It's not a by day. force, please. <laughs> I, it's not that eating more than one egg is so like detrimental to mm -hmm. me, but it's part of what I've decided to do. And I need to let her understand that one egg a day. I guess... Um if there's anything I should take away from this podcast episode, I should um, add to it a self-awareness that I, at times, push people's boundaries when I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think I am, uh, okay, I won't say whose daughter. <laughs> Better not. I, I remind myself of someone. <laughs> uh, respect people's boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, boundaries and the emotions behind it. You know what? Ah, I wish I could remember. If I remember, I might leave a comment below on YouTube anyway. Um, What's it? I heard someone actually, because I, I, like I've said from the beginning, I'm not an expert on this, but I've heard, <laughs> I heard on a, a different person's podcast, they invited somebody to talk about boundaries. And I just thought she really said a lot of good things about it. If I can remember, I will commented if it comes to mind but um you know talking about also the emotions that come with that because you know people will not like it sometimes when you establish boundaries about you know the things that you have boundaries about when you when you establish your boundaries with somebody else sometimes people don't like it um and also Sometimes you don't like how you feel that you have to set a boundary with someone and you feel like yeah. people should just, you know what it was? It was Red Table, Red Table Talk. Anyway, Red, um, with Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, yeah. Will Smith's family. Yeah. Yeah. I liked some of the I'm, some of the points that the lady that was on there made. They're the expert that they had on the show. Yeah. Anyway, idea being, you know, it's not going to feel good to have to establish boundaries with certain people and they also gen they legitimately might not like you know you setting that boundary but it doesn't right. have to be something that has offense and animosity in it it really can be neutral this is my preference this is my boundary and you know for for people to just respect it you know yeah now you have to teach people to you know yeah you do you have treat to. you in the way that you would like to be treated or to treat you 
uh, treat your boundaries with respect because there's a reason why you've set them. They're not um, they're not made haphazardly or um, just like trivially. They're made with thought and with conviction. So when you have a boundary, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The, I like what you said, by the way. The reason why we have conflict sometimes when they when it comes to boundaries is because there are just so many interests competing. People have interests. Mm, competing you interests, have interests. Yeah. And so they it's not the persons themselves. It's not that they don't like you. And it's not that you don't like them. It's just your interests competing. So if you're able to see past the person. And so I always say that boundaries actually go along with good communication. Mm. If you say it once and they didn't, they don't get it. It means they didn't understand you when you said, this is how I want it. This is how I want my child to be treated. I don't want you to give this to my child. Like when my parents came here, we don't like to give phones to Charlie. But, you know, he's a baby. He sees the screen of the phone, my, my parents' phone, and he wants, to, he, wanted, you know, he wants to grab it. And then they would just easily hand the phone to him. And I will tell them, no. Don't give him the phone. I don't want you to give him phones. No, he's too small. He doesn't need to be holding phones now. He'll get there. Um, even though we have phones in our hands, you know, every time. But it's part of the training that um, we want to give him. And my parents understood. Like, okay. And my dad was like, very soon he's going to have a tablet. I said, no. <laughs> he's not going to have a tablet very soon. <laughs> it won't be very soon. <laughs> and then he was like, kids these days have tablets. They go to school with tablets. What are you talking about? He's going to have his own tablet very soon. He's going to be on his own screen very soon. And I said, no, <laughs> he's not going to be on his own screen very soon. This is how we want to train him. He's not going to be used to screens at this point in time. He needs to focus on other things. We want to grow him in a different way. So that exchange right there, Communicate, communicated something to my parents. Now, I watched them do something. My mom had Charlie, and I think she was on WhatsApp or whatever. She called me to come get Charlie because she wanted to text someone on WhatsApp. She called me and she said, can you grab Charlie? I want to make a call, a quick call, and he wants to play with my phone. Now, I quickly understood that they got it. <laughs> to the to the point that you know to the extent that she's been calling me to come get him away so that he doesn't kind of like fidget or play with her phone which is good means they understood but if i saw them if i'd seen them again trying to still give the phone to charlie it would it would have meant they didn't understand and at that point i would have to calmly explain to them mom this is why i don't want him to have a phone at this age can you understand that it's nothing personal. It's not against you. I would do that. I'll tell any other person the same thing. And then they will understand. There's, I think there's a quote in Sun Tzu's um, The Art of War that when the commander, I forget the exact words, but when the commander gives the first order and people don't get it, it's the commander's fault. The commander didn't explain well. He gives the, the, you know, the troops the second command and they still mess up and they don't follow it. It's not a commander's fault. The third time when it happens, they can get punished. 
and there's a story behind that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> He's just right here, by the way. Yes. So I don't really have much else to say because I'm no expert. I've also, I was thinking in my mind when I realized it was Red Table Talk whether I actually <laughs> link it after all. I prefer to link Christian resources, but at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not giving it to you as a Bible. Here, go read it, and it's food for your life. It's really, it was really just a thought-provoking com- conversation with somebody who, you know, is considered an expert. She wrote a book on boundaries, and I thought she said things that were thought thought provoking. So you can go find the episode on Red Table Talk if you're interested. But um. Yeah, I don't have much else to say because I, <laughs> I'm i still learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about this? You don't have to do this, but list the top three things that you care about um, and in life generally, the top three things that you care about. It could be about um, maybe your relationship. It could be about um, your finances. It could be about your marriage, whatever it is. Just write them down and ask yourself, what are the boundaries I have around these things? It's best to start with something that really sort of gets you emotionally. If you go out in public and, you know, or you meet a certain group of people and you always come back home sore or unhappy about something, you don't deserve that. You don't have to be going back and forth feeling that way. And I think you need to deal with it once and for all. So something like that, you can write it down. I meet this group every week. And I usually come back home feeling this way. So just give yourself the time to sort through your emotions and ask yourself, what are the points within my emotions that I don't feel good? Hmm. Do, I, do I experience that with people or is it just something about myself? So maybe you read comments on social media and it always bugs you. It gets into your day. If you don't take time to think about that, you might not even understand why you feel certain ways um certain times but it maybe it's because you read comments and you take them to heart so maybe you can set a boundary that i'll just read the first comments about any post if i want to comment i'll comment if not done i'm not going to read more than three comments on any video maybe that would be a good place to start sometimes they're like 1.2k comments and we keep scrolling through and scrolling through and reading every comment and reading people's replies to those comments <laughs> Not always helpful, so you can just set a boundary. Three comments on any content I consume. Three top comments, done. Maybe one reply to a comment that I like. It depends on you, just start something. So just give yourself time and think through how you feel as a person, deal with your emotions, and start setting boundaries. And it's always nice to have an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. That's a funny. That's funny that you say that. There's just like a slight... Uh, I don't know if tangent's the right word. It's on topic, but it's just um, like about me. And then we'll go back to the takeaway because I feel like the action item is the takeaway for this one. So you reminded me that speaking of like how you feel about something, like when you experience it, when I watch videos, sometimes I don't enjoy them as much because I realized later on that I have scrolled through the comments and formulated a lot of my thoughts yeah, before even really, you know, watching all the content I mean, with prejudice. And yeah that annoys me actually so setting a boundary around that is a good thing on my laptop i have it where like um i, I have an extension on my 
yeah. internet browser that like I can't see any of the comments. <laughs> so I can just watch the video or like if you watch on your TV, if you have a smart TV, that helps with that. But if you watch like on your phone, you can just be scrolling. You're not even really watching the video. You're kind of like listening to the video. Meanwhile, scrolling through everybody's comments. And that's like you don't even really enjoy the video in the same way by the time you watch it like that. Yeah. But anyway, or you might be scrolling through the other videos already gearing up, you know, the next videos that you're going to watch before you've even finished the first one. Ugh, it's just terrible. <laughs> terrible. Why do we do that to ourselves? Terrible. Like, Ugh. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm with you on that. I think definitely today's episode, the takeaway should be action, reflection, um, and think about the important areas of your life. Like I was saying earlier, your spirit, mind, body, spirit. What about, you know, what boundaries do you need to set mm -hmm. in order to guard your mind, to guard your spirit and to guard your body, I think is something yeah. we all should take the time to think about. And the other thing I thought too, this may be a lead into another episode, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about offense yet. And I think it's a good topic. Oh yeah. Because boundary come, boundaries come with a lot of, you know, yep, potential offense. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we should be offended. When you're talking about your parents, I was thinking, you know, like we don't have to be I, I'm not saying I haven't been, you know, offended about certain <laughs> things before, but we don't have to be because it's not like they're ill intentioned when they do things. They just don't know our boundaries. No, so it's no. up to us to, you know, establish our boundaries with that person. And then likewise, you know, when we're at the receiving end of somebody establishing their boundary, not to be offended. <laughs> to be understanding. Yeah, to try to be understanding or yeah. or just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could I'll be a whole topic, but I'll tell you, we, get, we usually get offended. In general. <laughs> we usually get offended when we are not even sure of what our boundaries are. <laughs> like I said, good boundaries go with good communication. Yeah. Like don't worry, you don't you don't you don't you don't get it. But I'll tell you why I do this. Yeah. This is why I do this. We are very calm about it when our boundaries are established, they are clear really in our clear minds. It, yeah. We don't really don't take offense to, yeah, at anybody okay. doing it. We can give them the benefit of the doubt. No, you don't understand. You don't, I, I And even it. if you don't, you don't understand after I explain <laughs> to you, that's also fine. Because right. I know why I've chosen to do what I've done. And right. It is what it is. Yeah. You don't have to like it. I'm sorry that you don't like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, <laughs> it's been the call to marriage. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Call God bless you. Mm -hmm. We love you. <laughs> Quite the episode. Yeah. <laughs>